Hi, this is Tim Golden of the Motown Philly Podcast here asking you an important question. Are you a woman survivor of childhood sexual abuse? If so, your voice is your strength and your healing journey starts now. Broken to Blessed, hosted by Michelle Hall, is the podcast designed specifically to serve you. Tune in to witness the remarkable transformation as survivors share how they reclaim their lives through the power of their voices. This podcast is your safe space to find your voice and thrive. Explore real stories of resilience, growth, and empowerment, and discover how your voice can be the key to unlocking your healing journey. Ready to rewrite your story? Subscribe today to Broken to Blessed with Michelle Hall on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Broken to Blessed, where your voice transforms your story and paves the way to a life of empowerment. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Motown Philly Podcast. What's happening, folks? I'm Tim Golden, your co-host, here with my co-host. What's going on, guys? What up, though? It's your boy, Jason Hall. Jason Hall, that wonderful, fabulous brother from that wonderful, fabulous city, Motown, Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Man, it's good to be here with Jason today. And yours truly, Tim Golden, is from the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am not in Philly, but Philly is always in me. So we just gonna keep this ball rolling here today. Here on Season 2, Episode 7 of the Motown Philly Podcast, we got something real good for you. We got a good discussion today that we think will be uplifting to our beautiful listening audience. And we're always thankful for you. And Jason, we're always thankful for a lot of things, brother. Drop the gratitude game, man. Tell our listeners just how thankful we are. Listen, guys, gratitude game stays up. Gratitude game stays tight. We're so grateful. Uh, we're so grateful. And uh, the graciousness that you got that we have for you guys as you listen to each and every episode, our new listeners and our old listeners, our day oneers. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to all those who are coming into the room right now as they go through their their day to day. Um gratitude is overwhelming especially when we think about the more and more listeners that come to this space and listen to us have conversations that hope that we hope and pray resonate somewhere in your spirit that your life might be changed incrementally as you continue to listen we pray that you share um tim and i we we set up our week for this time in this space to not only have this conversation with ourselves, but to bring you in the room to have this conversation with you guys as well. 
So our hearts are overwhelmed with gratitude that you take time out of your week to listen to us and somehow find a way to, you know how we do it, communicate, connect, and create communities. Appreciate you guys. Yes, indeed, Jay. Thank you, man. We do indeed appreciate you. Again, you heard you heard it right. Jason just said it here at the Motown Philly Podcast. We're about communication, connection, and community. And I want you all to know, likewise, that as we move into this season of Thanksgiving, into the, as we move deeper and deeper into this holiday season, we we are hopeful that the gratitude you express in your life will occlude any difficulties that you might be going through. We can't keep ourselves from being disappointed. We talked about that on the last episode, but we can keep ourselves from lingering with the disappointment for too long. So even as we let you in on our conversations and share with you, we want to thank you for letting us into your lives and for you listening to us so whether you're shuttling kids around whether you're on a long road trip and tim and jason are keeping you company or whether or not you are sitting at home just listening to us we just want to say thank you for making us a part of your day and for making us so Season two, episode seven, Jason, we're here today talking about the subject, not a popular subject, Mm-mm. but I think we, it's part of having tough conversations with yourself. Ooh, we're going to talk about the D word today. That's D as in discipline mm. and mm. communication discipline how does discipline affect communication connection and community and as we will always try to do here Motown Philly we're going to proceed dialectically because we're going to talk about discipline and communication connection and community with the self and discipline and communication connection and community with others Mm -hmm. So it's not a popular subject, but it's a subject that I think we need to discuss. And it's a subject that all of our listeners can handle because we are all about growth here at the Motown Philly podcast. We have a growth mindset here. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Jason, discipline and communication. I heard or I saw a post some time ago. Mm-hmm. on social media. I think it was on Twitter. And the post said motivation. This is a quote. Motor quote, motivation is BS. And I don't mean Bachelor of Science. Quote, motivation is BS. Motive because motivation is a feeling. When you come down from feeling motivated and your feet hit the ground you have to work and work requires discipline close quote wow 
That's pretty good, Tim. <laughs> That's something. Right? We can talk about motivation in terms of how we feel. I feel motivated. I don't feel motivated to do that. But discipline demands something of us irrespective of how we feel. And the challenge for us as selves, me and you, Jason, and all of our listeners, is to figure out ways to communicate with ourselves to connect with ourselves and build community with ourselves even in moments when we don't feel like it discipline yeah. is a dirty word for a lot of people because what it means is another d it often means denial as in self-denial as in denying yourself. Jason, if I could just set this conversation up a little further by getting a little philosophical. That's you. Plato. Plato, the ancient philosopher, Plato, makes the point that the human soul has three parts. Reason, spirit, and appetite. Reason, anatomically speaking, is represented by the head, which by the way, is on top of the body. The heart is representative of spirit, which is at a midpoint between the head and you guessed it, your stomach and your genitalia. Your desires for food and sex are at the bottom of the anatomical hierarchy. Now, Jason, I think we all know people who live with their head on the bottom and their stomach and their loins on top. We also know people who live with their, maybe their head somewhere in the middle and their heart on top. Some people are easily offended. Plato says the people who are governed by the heart are given over to Timos, T-I-M-O-S. That's the etymological root of my name, Timothy, Timos. My name literally translated, my first name is Greek, and it means Timotheos, which means honoring God. That's mm -hmm. what my name literally means in Greek. And what's interesting, Jason, is that Plato connects the individual to the community. So what he says is, if you're a person who is governed by appetite and you are a ruler in politics, you will have a tyranny because reason will not control the appetite. And if the appetite is in control of a person and that person is in a political position, then the community will be plunged into chaos because the ruler's main objective is not to be rational, but to satisfy 
their appetitive desires, their desires for food and their desire for sex. Plato says, if the person who is governed by spirit is a ruler in the city, then the city will always be at war. Why? Because when you allow spirit to control you, you are easily offended. And the slightest offense from another city or another nation will, if the person ruling is inclined toward honor or Timos, will want to defend themselves at all costs and that will plunge the city into countless military conflicts with other cities. But, he says, it is only when the person who is ruling that if that person is governed by reason, that's the only city that is well ordered because the decisions will be rational and they will always be in the best interest of the people. And so what Plato says is you shouldn't be involved in politics if your soul is out of order. You can't be a ruler in the city. You can't govern the city if you are if reason does not govern you. In other words, you can't be a good, you can't be a just ruler until you are a just person. And being a just person means you have to exercise discipline over yourself. So there's a lot there, Jason. We have self and other in this platonic understanding of the soul, because you gotta be a good individual in order to be good for the community. And I'm just wondering how discipline, now you're an entrepreneur, Jason. You, you have to live, I mean, you're out there trying to get money, but in order to get money, you gotta make sure that, that you don't make a lot of financial mistakes, which means you have to exercise discipline in your finances. Talk to me about this platonic framework and tell me how you think it plays itself out in your life, for example, as an entrepreneur, communication, connection, community with Jason and with others. Chick, when I think about discipline, just this topic and us like like broaching the conversation of discipline and communication and of course how it applies to me my first thought is what is my relationship with discipline like do i even like the word <laughs> discipline like is that something that i choose to make a part of my lexicon or my vocabulary not just make like what do I think about it? Is that something that I can bring into myself and utilize as a tool to help my life be better? So there is there is that dialectic sense of do I even like the word discipline? And if I do or don't, how does that word apply to me on a personal basis? Like discipline, am I often late? to show up to an event 
or to work or to for my instance whether i'm i'm seeing a client uh, as a cons as a consultant am i showing up late to the sessions as as being the leader if you will or being the coach uh am i for when it comes to what i do on uh, for my other businesses like the appointments that i have uh am i showing up to make the appointments because all are all of them are based on appointments like do i like discipline 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 means can mean a whole bunch of things i'm talking about timeliness in in a lot of ways am i going to say are my words going to meet my actions when it when it involves myself let's start with me first like i can tell you on a day-to-day basis my relationship with discipline for this past week i've been meaning to get up in the morning at least it's almost friday i should have ran at least twice so now that we're talking about discipline on today today is today for you guys in the recording is thursday you will hear this on you will hear this on sunday god willing and you'll know this i'm setting myself up i gotta run tomorrow the fact that we are having this conversation i have been making an agreement with myself to do something for for myself because because i know this this is a healthy act for me like to get up and run early before life starts is a good discipline that i like to invoke or to prescribe for myself so that things can be well in my life well ordered if you will getting that getting that workout session in getting that the dopamine flowing it helps to create a level of order health um anything that relates to well-being a good workout and running for me i've known that for a while helps me to be a better version of jason and guess who hasn't been keeping his word his discipline has been in that area has not been well so like i said tim when you ask the question how does that relate to me it, it discipline relates to me in so many ways i think it's it, we have to first understand is that word discipline good because you might have heard it when you were a kid discipline i will i'm going to you need discipline i'm going to discipline you you don't have enough discipline that word can be a trigger word for for us for me for some people and when it needs to be a part of your life in order for you to be progressive as tim said it we are progressive we we are growth minded individuals right right and if we're growth minded individuals that means we do want to be better we want to continuously be better but in order to do that we have to set things up in our lives so that we can achieve these small and long term like what goals if you will achievements so that we can be better someone said and you guys have heard this uh the definition is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results tim and i don't live by that rule and we hold each other accountable so that we don't do certain things that that are that will drive us insane so discipline bro no discipline the first question is what's our what's my what's our relationship with discipline is that a word that we find as a friendly 
companion or is it a um obscure foe that we don't like to invite in our life maybe we need to use another word for some people but this is the word that we're using today <laughs> so I, i'll i'll kind of i'll kind of volley that back to you tim and i think that's where i want to start when it comes to how do we invoke discipline in our lives and i think it's that internal dialogue of what do i think about that word and am i in am i inviting that word to be present in my life to show up in various areas to help me rein in if you will or organize if you will or become better if you will uh, a person that is continually growing on that upward trajectory so it's back at you all right so what I hear you saying is that the word discipline can be problematic for some people because of childhood trauma. Could be. That discipline for some of our listeners might be synonymous with assault. Mm. Mm. Synonymous with abuse. And that maybe there's a better word. I don't claim to have all the answers, but as, right. you were, as you were articulating that nuance with the word discipline, a substitute word I thought of is the word integrity. Because integrity means that you act not on feeling, but that you act on principle. It means that the fulcrum of your decision making is not how you feel, but rather what you ought to do. So we can speak of integrity, perhaps, and discipline synonymously. So if the word discipline is troubling, maybe you can think of integrity because I think in both words, the principle is the same, that your behavior will be based not on what you feel like doing, but on what you ought to be doing. So that as we move deeper and deeper toward the winter months, and maybe it's a cold February morning in Memphis, and it's drizzling, and you're under the covers and it's warm and your alarm goes off and you know what you ought to do, i.e. get up and go for a run, you can say that you will do what you ought rather than what you feel like doing, which is hitting the snooze button and staying under the covers until you wake up and then go in the kitchen and make yourself something to eat and start your day right it's so, not even it's not even february and your boy was feeling like that all week right it's all it's november and mm. and you just feeling like that right right oh so, but but you get the point right so let's let's try to make it past that hurdle Right. right that initial hurdle and let's 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 we can even talk of integrity because you have to have integrity with yourself you have to all of us i think have to get to a point and i mean i don't know if any one person is ever at this point the philosopher german philosopher Immanuel kant says 
we can never be i mean in order to be good you have to act on principle with every action that you do and he says that's not possible for any person right, <laughs> right right so what he says is we can be better but we could never be good right okay okay i feel that i feel what you're dropping we can be better but we can never be good and so what what i think we want to talk about here in this moment is what that journey is like right being better right that journey is like along the way so can i say go ahead let me say this um i just want to interject that kind of add to what integrity is so i have been learning recently and i want you guys to hear this because i think this is telling you correct me if i'm wrong as we put out words like discipline as we put out words like integrity to give a little bit more hue uh, Tim knows that a lot of times I talk in nuances because there, there's some space in between what is black and white that I love to acknowledge and give some type of credence to. Um, let me just say this about integrity. There's two types of integrity. There's integrity that is considered moral. I think what we're talking about is not a moral integrity. Not th- it's, a, it's another definition. What Tim is talking about is what I am learning I've been taking a personal development course over the past several months, and I'm learning that I'm learning to divorce integrity as I knew it before a moral type judgment to that of what Tim and I are talking about more tonight, like a discipline. Integrity is a level of completeness, a level of being sound in what you do and or what you say. Integrity is is kind of fundamental to where what you are saying you're going to do um almost a a commitment level this is where i am this is what i want to do i want to match my words to my deeds i said i'm going to show up my integrity gets me to that spot at that time and if i'm not there in time i'm going to raise my hand in accountability and, and close that gap and say tim i'm sorry i was supposed to be here at seven it's 7.15. I, I respect your time. I apologize. But I am um, I just want to let you know that, you know, I was out of integrity because I was I said I was going to do something and I and I did not do it. But I acknowledged it doesn't make. And, and what to Tim's point, there's no perfection in integrity. There's a, a continual acknowledgement and progressive movement forward. Right. That's what we're talking about. Integrity. That's right. It is. It is a goal, the goal of being good is there, but it's unattainable. And because it's unattainable, it means that we always have to strive to be better. And so when I think of discipline for me, discipline and communication, when I talk to myself about discipline because the word discipline doesn't have that negative connotation for me so if you're listening and you want to substitute integrity because discipline is a troublesome word excuse me for you as jason pointed out then by all means please go ahead and do that but when i think for myself of my relationship with myself and communication when 
I talk to myself when I'm presented with one of those moments when I don't really feel like doing something, but I know I have to do it. For me, what works is I communicate the demand in front of me to myself in terms of gratitude. So if I, in other words, I try to approach work with a disposition of gratitude, I am thankful for the things that I have to do because everything that I must do, whether I feel like doing it or not, is connected to my very purpose in life. The things that I have to do from, I don't feel like going to the grocery store. I say, I have to get up and go to the grocery store and I have to be thankful a for the task of going to the grocery store and B for the means to actually buy the groceries. And the more I talk to myself in a grateful spirit around things that I want to do that I must do that I don't want to do, the easier it becomes for me to do those things. Now I am not perfect, right? Sometimes I just don't do it because the way I feel is more is making more is having more influence than the morality of the art. So what I feel takes precedence over what I know I ought to do. And a lot of times I just give in. So for me, I try to communicate with myself in ways that express gratitude for the task at hand. That in turn, Jason, helps me build a stronger connection to myself and helps me build solid community with myself because I'm always coming back to my sense of purpose. It's not mm. easy to do the things that I do, and it's not easy to do the things that you do. Y'all don't understand. I I'm going to brag on my friend, Jason. Jason is an entrepreneur. Jason is has an entrepreneurial mind. He has an entrepreneurial heart. He has an entrepreneurial spirit. He has multiple business enterprises that he is working at. And in the words of Denzel Washington, if it was easy, everybody could do it, but it's not easy. So everybody can't do it. And the thing that I'm trying to get across Motown Philly family is that whatever you're doing, and I know as you're listening out there, the things you do in your life and your professional life or your personal life, they're not, they're not easy either. I mean, I'm up here talking about how hard things are and I don't have children. 
right? I, I don't have any children. So I, you know, the, you all are out there experiencing things that I will never experience. So the things that you do are hard, but when you are grateful, cheerfulness is an underrated virtue. When you express gratitude for work, for the work that you have to do, whether that work is as a parent, you don't feel like taking your kid to music lesson. Hmm. You don't feel like listening to the incessant ramblings of a four-year-old when he or she gets home from preschool. Shout out to Coach Sarah Carter, who joined us earlier this year on Mother. We got to have Sarah back up on yeah, here. Yeah, she's great. Because when you talk about growing, right? So. I mean, whether it's parenting, whether it's being an entrepreneur, whatever it is you do, whatever it is your purpose is in life, you have to be thankful for the work that comes along with that purpose. And when you cultivate a grateful disposition toward that work, it it becomes easier to do what you ought to do to exercise discipline and do what you ought to do or to exercise integrity and do what you ought to do as opposed to doing what you feel like doing and anything that makes that easier can only be good for us. I want to, I want to pass this off to you, Jay, but I want to, I want to finish my comment with this uh, quote from the inimitable Kanye West who said, for me, giving up is way harder than trying. Wow. Giving up is way harder. And when we can cultivate a disposition of gratitude toward the work that we have to do, that is the way that we fulfill our purpose in life, then all of a sudden, giving up becomes way harder than trying. That's a line from Kanye West's song, Champion. Mm. And he says, for me, giving up is way harder than trying. Speaking of giving up and trying, Jason, most small businesses don't do well within yeah. the first <laughs> And a lot of entrepreneurs don't follow the Kanye credo. For a lot of entrepreneurs, Trying is way harder than giving up. And many of them give up. But we don't want you to give up here at the Motown Philly Podcast. We want you to grow. So we want you to know that if you are a small business and you are growing, we don't care what you do. If you sell, maybe you sell cupcakes. Maybe, maybe you're, maybe you fix cars. But whatever it is that you do, we here at Motown Philly can meet your advertising needs. We have three very affordable packages available mm -hmm. to you. And we want you to, we don't want you to give up. We want you to grow. We want you to grow with us because we here at Motown Philly are growing too. We have a listening audience in major U.S. markets in New York and Los Angeles. We even have listeners overseas in the U.K. and in Africa. We've got people listening all over the world, and we want you to know that we are all about 
you growing with us. We Again, we have three packages. They're all very affordable. And we can help you meet your financial goals. If you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're not an entrepreneur. Maybe you work for somebody else and you want to promote your podcast or you want to promote something else that you're doing. Whatever your advertising needs, you can fulfill them here at the Motown Philly podcast. Again, we have three packages that are very affordable. We want you to know if you're interested, you can always reach out to us by email at Motown Philly Community at gmail.com. That's Motown Philly Community, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us an email at Motown Philly Community at gmail.com and we will get you all the information you need to continue your growth project with us. Mm-hmm. And let's grow together. It's always better to grow together than it is to grow alone. In fact, I'm not so sure we can grow alone. I think growth is a communal process. Boy, I just think we got another topic for the podcast, Jason. <laughs> but we can't do that right now because right now we're into this discussion about discipline, about discipline and gratitude. And you always hear Jason and I start off with gratitude. That's why we start off with it. Because in a strange kind of way, Jason, this pod, this podcast is connected to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's connected to yours too. Yeah. I tell you what, it darn sure keeps me honest. It keep, you know, this podcast holds me accountable. I can't be out here talking about this and that and then be living the opposite way. Right. right. So mm-hmm. Jay, talk talk to us. I mean, what does what do you what do you how do you deal with communication, connection, community, and discipline? How do you deal with it? Um I just wanted to say as a continuation of the conversation that you know this podcast was birthed out of gratitude and what we'll talk about in the second half of how the discipline or the integrity that we have shows up in community tim and i keep each other accountable for the things that we say talk about live and believe and if we're ever out of line with that we get a chance to we get a chance to be curious in front of each other about each other which kind of helps our discipline when we when he and i have our blind spots so this integrity and this discipline conversation is not done in a vacuum yes it starts with you you have to realize what your relationship is with discipline or integrity and then start having that ongoing conversation of how you can be better and that's what those are things that Tim and I have done as far as doing the work of discipline and knowing that it's a gradual process of growth and we are in the midst of doing it as we speak to you. We have not achieved ultimate discipline. Oh, Lord. Um, we haven't achieved ultimate integrity. It's something that we understand we are aware of and we know about and we're and we go after it every day. In the best way we can and sometimes fall short but i think is in our falling short is to become 
aware of that falling short and like i said in community tim and i can can show up and face each other and sometimes i'm not aware of my falling shorts and he in a loving way uh, just helps me to become aware uh, I don't know, whatever, if you want to call it constructive criticism or just commentary, you know, Tim has a, a way with words and say, may I suggest, or can I add, or have you thought about like, those are, those are, those are ways that he and I share with each other and even give, um, ability to, to, to add extra eyes to the circumstance that we, that we might be involved in. But, you know, Tim, as, as we we think about the idea of growing forward in discipline and integrity to to add to the conversation uh, is to really think about the idea of i don't have to this goes back to what you were saying it's more than it's more that i get to and it, it it's it's it can seem like such a subtle switch of perspective but I think it's such a power. It's I'm saying it with a smile. I, it, I think it's such a powerful switch that if you live from a space from I get to versus I have to. I think if you're living from a space of I have to, you, it's a tr- it's it's a drudgery. It's treachery. It's 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 a place where you're con perpetually in and you'll get up daily and you'll feel like you're under it you and you'll feel like it's over you but when you get up with because of that subtle switch and perspective of i get to boy then you start living you you start living you're no longer under the water you're walking on top of the water and that perspective is just an amazing space of gratitude as you walk through your day through the through the broken disciplines and the broken the broken integrities as you as you lean forward as you strive forward as you try to make things happen tim has said so so often i'm an entrepreneur and i don't get it right every day and i have friends and family and I have mentors that help me get it right. Uh, Tim, I just found out today, bro. For those of you who do not know, I um, if you're ever in the Memphis area, as one of my entrepreneurial endeavors, I uh, own a uh, car rental service. I'm on Toro, guys. I have close to 20 cars now, and I'm just trying to do do big things in, in Memphis. I want I'm one of the bit the in a span of two years. I'm one of the 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 biggest. Uh, car dudes on Toro and that's no thanks to me it's all thanks to the support that I have from my friends and with the help of God getting to where I am but the point is after two years I just figured out how I was losing money like I lit like before we hopped on the podcast two years I've been losing out on money because I didn't do a system I wasn't checking there's checks and balances when it comes to if people rent my vehicle and they're late I thought I'm just supposed to do a certain thing. And then when they show up late, they'll click the they'll click a few buttons and they'll show up in on like the 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 registrar or administratively like, hey, they were late and they turned in their car this time. And then the computer would capture that 
and they would re- give me refund. They would they would charge that person for being late and charge it to my account. Well, guess what I needed? I found out I needed to do two years later today. I needed to <laughs> guess. <laughs> The, the the thing is what I needed to do was I needed to check my email and I'm not an email checker bro I'm not <laughs> I needed to check my email because when I say this person is late it triggers an email um, to Toro and to the renter that you're late and you will be charged however I didn't know that but it happened and it's been happening and it says Jason when this person shows up uh, reach out to us via email. Let us confirm the time that they act. Confirm that your vehicle is back. Number one, that's important. And confirm the time that they that they came back, and we will reimburse. We will reimburse you the late fee if you do this in twenty four hours. Bruh, I've been missing money, <laughs> but this is part of the journey. It's part of the integrity. I do have, I do have a mentor, a financial mentor who's been working with me over the past month or so and he's been teaching he didn't even he's been teaching me about getting into the details now with this with it and he's been showing me a lot of places where i've been missing out and he's been showing me a lot of places where i need to be have circumspect vision and understanding of where money is going and where it's coming from in this particular area of this this reservation and late fee he had nothing to do with it. He's teaching me with new eyes to look at parts of my business that he's not even aware of, but I am. And I said, what's my money from this lady? And then I went digging and they told me where my money was. It's in them damn emails. <laughs> and, um, so I say that to say that discipline is, is an ongoing, it's an ongoing journey, but it's, it's, I get to, I get up in the morning and I get to discover new things on how to be better, bro. That's what that is. That's what that was. I love it. Well, a couple of things, Jason, first of all, you just reinforced the point that we made earlier, which is that nobody ever is ever good, but we're always improving, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can be, you can't be good. We can't be good, but we can always be better. And one of the reasons why I love you is because of what you just did in your last commentary, which was you blew the doors wide open in this conversation with your distinction between what we have to do and what we get to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not that speaks back right back to the point that I made earlier about communicating with ourselves in a spirit of gratitude about the work that we must do to fulfill our purpose. So instead of saying, I have to work on this book proposal, I can say, I get to work on a book proposal where I articulate my original ideas and translate those into a text that will be here after I'm dead. So mm-hmm. I get to chase immortality. Mm-hmm. I get to transcend the grave instead of I got to work on this book proposal. I get to be immortal. Mm. That's good. That's good. 
You see what I'm saying, Jay? Oh, now yeah. we talked we talked over the summer about greatness and communication. Right? That was the last episode before our hiatus. That was episode 52. Now we're at episode 59, y'all. In there with us. We still growing here at Motown Philly. But the you see, do you see how Jason's point speaks right back to the point that I made about gratitude? Now, which one of these two statements is more likely to have me do what I ought to do? I have to, I'm stuck and I have to work on this book proposal. Or I get to chase immortality. Because the book is going to be here after I'm gone. Immortal. And we'll read about it. Right? Plato's been dead for a long time. Do you realize that when philosophers talk about Plato and Aristotle or other dead folk, that if you really, if you, if you lived well enough, right, you become immortal because people talk about what Plato is doing and what Aristotle is saying mm -hmm. as though they're here mm -hmm. and they've been gone. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. So, so the point is that, excuse me, the idea of discipline or integrity is something that helps each of us if we see it through a lens of gratitude to be able to fulfill the purpose that God has given to us. And if we can be cheerful, if we can be thankful, not because of what we have to do, but because of what we get to do, <clears throat> excuse me, then boy, we have made a lot of real progress. Now, here's the next question, Jason. Discipline or integrity in communication, connection, and community with others. What does it mean to be disciplined or to, to, yeah, to be disciplined in your communication with others? Now we come up on some real funky ground because how we feel might want us to walk in the room and cuss somebody. Is that what we ought to do in that situation? Sometimes discipline in communication with others means we have to put off conversations. Sometimes it means that we have to put off what we're doing, not so that we can speak, but so that we can listen. See? So disciplining oneself in communication with others can take on lots of forms. And if we're going to have meaningful connections with others, we better be disciplined in our communication. Because if you just walk around cussing people, if you if your heart is ruling over your head and you get offended and you just feel like you need to just come out and say what's on your mind no matter what regardless of who hears it or how you think that how they're going to feel you don't care about that that ain't no kind of way to live mm -hmm. 
you're not going to have too many friends doing that. You're going to acquire a lot of enemies, but you're not going to have too many friends. Right? And so lastly, when I think about discipline and community with others, I, I see this communication connection and community overlapping because the only way you're going to have authentic community with others through discipline is if you end up doing for others when you don't feel like doing. If you if instead of saying, I have to do this for so-and-so, you say, I get to help a friend today. I get to do this. Right. I, I get to do something good for someone else. Jay, talk to me, man. What are your thoughts on, on discipline and communication, connection, and community with others? I think discipline, as we're talking about it, discipline, and I've alluded to it earlier, and, I, and I'm trying to think of how to say this best, but I, th I believe discipline and integrity are most found in the doing of our words, period. And when they match up more congruently and more consistently, starting with ourselves and then pouring out to others and community, that's when things are more galvanized. That's when that self-communication flows out to connection, flows out to community in, in the individual. And that's also when it happens with others. When your words, whether they're thoughts in your heads and they're not yet articulated, but when those thoughts and words are more readily linked to the doings of your life, when they become more congruent, and more consistent those communities ultimately i could say communication connection and communities with people those interactions those connections with people become more solid so tim and i are good friends and before this podcast popped up we were doing saying and doing life together consistently and we were doing and saying life together so consistently we enjoy the back and forth connection that we were experiencing to the point where it kind of matched up with this day and age and uh, in, in the technology of the internet and podcast to say yo these conversations are so rich we got to put them on wax and that meant starting a podcast now we just so happen after some time we're able to do so and then we so we started now what would be what if our integrity and discipline fell off now we were doing great but we had these we had these kind well i guess we can call them conscious but unconscious ideas of what discipline and integrity was we said finally said once we finally said we're going to do this. And once we said it, we start putting things into motion and action to actually do it. And once we started doing it, it was it was just 
a knowledge between Tim and I, nothing that we wrote out, nothing that we like, you know, cut our skin over and made some, some pact to do. It was our discipline and our integrity that says we're going to show up every week. This is, he, this is he, he and I, Tim and I said this. And for a solid year, every week we showed up and gave you guys content. Not because we're superhuman or great. It was our discipline and integrity from way before the podcast even began. That's what showed up in front of y'all last year. And it is the consistency. It is the continuity. It is the word becoming flesh, Tim. <laughs> that that is perpetual that is perpetuated over time that helps to make our discipline what it needs to. I'm just going to I'm going to give this 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 one example. I'm sorry I'm picking on this one guest that I had. Um the one who was the one who I talked to you about where I was looking for her return because my car was supposed to come back at 1 and it didn't come back until 11 o'clock that night. I'm picking on it. But I'm going to see if I can pick on it in a gracious way, right? Um as best I can. Yo, she said she said she wanted the car was under contract to be back at one. She texted me before one and said, I won't be able to bring the car back because I'm still at work and I can't get off. Now, mind you, I never made the appointment. I never I never agreed upon the contract. I never even set the times for her to bring the car back. She did not me. So instantly, what she's telling me at 12 o'clock when her car is the car is due at one was never was never. I'm not going to say never my problem because I don't want to come off wrong. But that's I didn't create what you what you're telling me you have a problem with. You're you, you got to get off at four. But you knowingly set your time to get the car back at one. But she said this after four, I will have someone trail me to bring the car back. That's, you know, and I can bring it back after work. And I said, listen, you need to you need to extend the time out. So this will be under contract. You cannot have this vehicle outside of one lest you get charged. So she tried to extend it. She said, oh, no, Jason, it's going to charge me this much more money. I can't extend it. And I'm just like, well, those are your options, right? And then she went silent. And I went on about my day and, and thought that she was going to handle this like a grown-up. Well, I get home later that evening and I look to where my cars are parked. That car wasn't there. And it was it was five and a half hours past the time that car was due. And I look at my phone and there was nothing there. So her words, my point, my point, guys, her, her words are not are not matching up with her deed. She missed the one o'clock time, which was scheduled under the reservation. She then missed the four o'clock, the shortly thereafter four o'clock time. Now it is in the evening and I'm ready to wind it down. And she's words still not matching up. I'm not going to even tell you about the conversation that happened when I actually called her. Because more, I'll just say this, more of the words weren't mashing up. 
And then with a the level of authority, I said, you need to bring my car back after she told me she wasn't going to bring it back until the next day. I said, oh, the, the sense of entitlement was off the chain, right? <laughs> so, and, and I told her, no, you're going to bring it back tonight. I mean, at you're some point, at some point she's committing a crime. I, I mean, you, I had to tell her that too. The I mean, use of an automobile, right? I mean, I had to, I had to tell her that too. So it was, it was, it was. I felt at some point I wasn't talking to an adult. I'll just say that, right? And I was just like, what the hell did I do in this situation? Um, so she finally came to herself an hour, maybe 30 minutes after I was stern with her. She called, we called each other back. She called me back or I called her back and she apologized. She was beside herself. And she said, I'm about to get, I'm about to, I'm about to come there now. I just want to let you know, I live an hour away. Who rents a damn car? That's, that's another, sorry. I, I'm an hour away. Forest City, Arkansas. Dang, I'm giving too much information. Y'all don't know who this person is. <laughs> the point is this. So she, I was getting off the phone around 7.45. I have trackers on all my vehicle. I think I took a little short nap. Two hours later, I woke up. The car was still 45 minutes away. And I, so my point is her words weren't matching up to her deeds. Ever, almost Here's where her words matched up to her deeds. We made a contract for her to pick up the car. And there was a whole bunch of ish in the middle. And she finally dropped it off. She didn't drop it off when she said she was. But the part that she actually executed was the picking up of the car and the bringing it back. And everything else was gray and nebulous to her. You, my point is, we can't live a life of mere grayness and mere nebulousness when it comes to dealing with life with other human beings. This is our point. So when you get in community and you live in what is nebulous and you and you make verbal contracts that don't match up with your deeds. It helps to create a very messy, and I'm getting, I'm passionate about this, guys, but it helps to create a very messy interaction. You can just, you can just sense the lack of connection that she and I, this person and I was having in these moments because the non-congruency and the lack of consistency than what she was giving out of her mouth that wasn't lining up with her deeds. And so here's my question. Are our words matching up to our deeds whether they're whether they're silently jason i need to get up and go run tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and i'm just like snuggy snuggy cozy cozy and i don't get up and do it where's our discipline where's our integrity guys so you just said something very philosophical jason the german philosopher emmanuel kant says that to act immorally is to act irrationally. Ooh. For example, does anyone want to live? What rational person wants to live in a world where one can break a promise if it is done in the interest of getting me something I need? So Immanuel Kant says, listen, suppose you need money. And every time you need money, you 
decide that what you're going to do is tell a lie in order to secure a loan and you're going to make a false promise to pay. Kant says, if you join your desire to have money to your false promise and make it as though it's a law of nature operating on cause and effect, then what you have literally done is you have legislated into the natural order, a mode of communicating that is fundamentally irrational because no rational person wants to live in a world where it's okay to break your promises. Mm. Mm. No rational being wants to live in a world like that. Mm. So in the end, if you act immorally, you act irrationally and you act immorally whenever your word does not become flesh. For those of you who are listening and you're familiar with the Judeo-Christian tradition, get your Bible out sometime and read John 1, 1 and then skip down to John 1, 14. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelled mm -hmm. among us, mm -hmm. right? In other words, there's a difference between what we say and what we do. And there's a space between what we say and what we do. And there's something fundamentally wrong with being undisciplined or lacking integrity enough to the point where you say you're going to do something and then you just decide not to do it because you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. See, that's where we run into problems. So it seems then, Jason, that we can't create healthy communication, connection, and community with others except that we operate with discipline and integrity. Yes, Brody. Yes, you on it. That's it. That's and so, it. And so at this point, as we ready to land this plane, right? This, this really puts a bow on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, I mean, and listen, if you're a parent, like I said, I don't have children. I, everybody doesn't have children, but everybody has parents. And I might not know what it's like as a parent to disappoint your kid, but I knew what it was like as a kid to be disappointed by a parent. Mm. We all we all know that. And at the end of the day, whether it's a parent-child relationship, a spousal relationship, or just a relationship between friends, make sure your word is made flesh. If if you if you know you have no intention of making your word flesh, don't speak on it. Because you're better off. I think there's a passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes that says, "It is better that you don't vow than if you vow and don't pay. Don't make the promise if you have no intent. In fact, there's something manipulative." Right. About making a promise, knowing that you have absolutely no intention of fulfilling just to get what you want. That's that's not a good that's not a good situation. 
So, Jay, listen, man. We talked about discipline this week. We got some hot topics, y'all. Yeah. Listen, we last week it was it was what was it last week? Oh, we talked about disappointment. Right. Disappointment. Discipline, listening, sex, money. Man, we just getting it all in. <laughs> Season two of the Botown Philly podcast, the straight fire. Jason, tell our listeners where they can find you, my brother. Listen, you guys, y'all can find me on Instagram at the speakers mechanic and on LinkedIn. I am, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jason Hall, communication skills coach. I am a entrepreneur, real and business coach for those who are trying to develop their communication skills, whether they have fear of speaking or challenges with speaking in front of people, or they're just trying to communicate better their ability to communicate to their brand or about their brand to their audience in ways that they find challenging. Yo, come hit me up, look me up, shoot me a DM. Let me know you've been listening. Tim, where can we find you, my guy? Y'all can find me on Instagram at a good golden man. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter at DRTJ Golden ESQ. And you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden. Three things in life for certain death taxes. And I am the only black man in Walla Walla named Tim Golden. I guarantee it. I ain't lying to you. You can take that check to the bank and you finna get paid. So listen, y'all. I do believe this is the end of the road here for season two, episode seven. Uh, So I'll just say that until next time, we are out of here like Vladimir. But before we go, I want to tell you, stay in that Motown Philly podcast Facebook group. Keep down, keep downloading, keep sharing, subscribe. We're on every major podcast platform, y'all. Everyone, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Stay with us, y'all. We're growing. We want y'all to grow with us. Me and Jay don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the answers. We just hope we ask some of the right questions. True, true. And listen, if you think that this can help somebody, not just like it, not just leave a review, but do all those things, but share it with somebody you know who's working and struggling or just trying to figure out discipline and need to make some things congruent, consistent, so that they can be in better relationship, better communication and community and connection. That's right, y'all. So listen, share, subscribe, write a review. We'd like to we'd like to read your reviews on air, y'all. Mm-hmm. We want to get back to doing that, which means y'all got to leave them. And so we're here, we're here to grow, we're here to learn and keep interacting with us. And until next week, Jason and I are out of here like Vladimir. Peace!